0: It is the Anfield Rapids. Neil Atkinson with Andy Heaton producing with Harry Pryor, Paul Sr. and Ian Ryan for this one. If you haven't downloaded our app yet uh, with the rest of this season on the horizon, I had a moment yesterday, Paul, I don't know about you, where I suddenly went oh it's the cup final next Saturday like I was almost like I should, someone should have said it's the cup final next Saturday it's the cup final next Saturday
1: do you know when, when the managers talk about going like one game at a time the, the way these fixtures have been coming out I've, I've been having to have been going like so what am I going to do oh Tuesday yeah Birmingham Tuesday what's after that and then you go oh yeah 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 final. yeah it's the cup final It's no it's, but listen, it's a nice problem to have in there it?
0: it's a great problem to have so uh, cup final on the horizon can't wait for that one then another cup final in Paris then uh, there are three remaining league fixtures from which if Liverpool take nine points they do need a favour we'll come on to that uh before the last league game of the season the Anfield Wrap will be live in Mountford Hall uh, you can get tickets from Eventim uh, or if you go to theanfieldrap.com forward slash tour live I've used that with unbelievable confidence that that link is working for this purpose uh, I do not have that confidence uh, so go to our Twitter if you're struggling in any way shape or form I'd really like to sell that out in an ideal world ASAP so we don't have to talk about it anymore I also want you to buy tickets for our London live show and I really want you to do that if you've been on an hour and please do it this week and the reason why is because the fella who works at the promoter who we've been working with on it, supports City, and I really don't want to have to speak to him this week in an ideal world. So, people could buy tickets for the London show and take the pressure off me having to ring them up and ask them where the numbers are. I quite like him just to message me and say, Oh, it's all been boxed off, don't worry about it. And then if they do go on and win the league, I can just sort of avoid them for a period of time. Uh, so, that'd be great. So, the London live show on the 9th of July uh, in Hackney uh, will be brilliant. It'll be a great one. It'll be a, it's, it's difficult to admit it in the same way as Paul's saying about getting your head into it because I feel like the 9th of July is almost like another country. Like, you've got to get your, pa- have your passport on you to get to the 9th of July, but it is there, and you will be looking for something brilliant to do with that, that Saturday night. And Liverpool, believe it or not, will be back in pre season uh, at the time of the uh, live show. Uh, sorry, Ian, I know. I know. <laughs> <blow>. I know. <laughs> that. I know. Uh, season starts on August the 6th. Yeah, I've just said it before. It uh, doesn't, doesn't feel true, does Don't it? Believe it? Can't be. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. Uh, Liverpool 1, Tottenham, Hotspur 1, Harrier Prior. Uh, you can't win every week absolutely every week no one has ever won every week no one's ever won 38 out of 38 no one's ever got to all cup finals and won uh the league at the same time so you can't win every week but my god it was frustrating they want to frustrate they've got good players to do it but we play into their hands
2: yeah you can't win every week and that we all know that but at the moment we all thought we could win every week and that's maybe what's the most annoying thing is that whenever anyone talks about this Liverpool team, they talk about them finding a way because they so often do find a way if that's, you know, regardless of whether they're playing against a low block, regardless of whether they've got more space in behind to, to exploit. They always seem to get the job done in the end. And and we've seen them multiple times this season work that out through the, the period of the game. And especially in the first 45, they, they seem like they're not entirely sure how to play the opposition. They come out in the second half. We saw that against Everton, for example, and then, and then they just managed to get the job done. I felt like that was going to happen in the second half against Tottenham. It didn't happen. Obviously, they scored First and, it, and, and then you're left in a position where you're trying to claw back against a team that is just trying to waste so much time and, and sat so far back they might as well have been in the cop. By the end of it, it was it was ridiculous. So yeah, didn't didn't find a way through. Didn't get the three points. Two dropped, and we know it's a big two to be dropped. But you can't win every week. You can't win every
0: week. But Paul, had you mentioned there this idea of it'll get it'll change a little bit at halftime? I had a look went through all the events in the game for a, for a stat show. They will come out second half. The first two shots they have are from distance, from Trent and from Thiago. Two of your smart players, frankly, and Tiago has his shot. He's got eight men between him and the goal and he's about 25 to 30 yards out when he has this attempt. Get blocked, obviously, as so many of them did. But that's what I mean, like, second half all right it's time to do it a bit differently it's time to reset it's time to not play into their hands that's what they wanted Liverpool to do and as I say Trent and Tiago there and I'm, I'm naming them to you know we all know that Tiago was one of the cleverest players you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. life but Liverpool to me they all they, they got swamped into doing what Tottenham wanted them to do at all phases of the game
1: and that was our downfall. Yeah, there was there was a bit of panic in that in the whole performance. I felt um, a bit a bit of desperation and whatnot. But it, it it sort of had that undertone of of thirteen fourteen Chelsea game where all of a sudden the pressure was on and it, it hadn't, we hadn't just blitzed them in the first ten minutes and then we started resorting to stupidity. Um, and there was so much frustrating throughout the game. I felt from individual performances to to stupid shots to just not doing what Liverpool do um, playing trying to go for the smart pass rather than the, than the one they would normally go for. And one of the things in the last, since Diaz came, one of the things I've sort of credited Liverpool for was always having the patience and, and taking the time, working the team out and finding the right pass and making it work. And this all felt a little bit hurried on uh, on Saturday. They, Ian,
0: they've got a back five, and it is a back mm. five apart from the very brief moments where it suits them, and it's the worth saying Session Yon plays his part in the goal. Um, <coughs> but it is a back five. It's then a midfield four. Uh, and then it's Kane almost playing like a number 10 rather than a number 9 he's almost an attacking midfielder more than a centre forward so we're not saying there was tons of space we're not idiots you know the manager's sub there when he takes Sessignon off and brings um, and, and, and brings Sanchez on moves Davies to be left back at that point in a back five it's four centre halves on the pitch three centre midfielders and then a little bit of other stuff so we know that that's what they're about we know that that's what it is it is to me the frustration of you know of 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 not taking that extra moment, not taking that extra touch, not looking to find a little bit of a route through. Liverpool, to me, just became just a bit of a blunt instrument, if I'm honest with you. And that's, in hindsight, you know you can have 20 minutes of that because a blunt instrument sometimes gets the job done. But for me, other than the first 10 in both halves, it was effectively 70 minutes of blunt instrument.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair. It was a game, going into it, Neil, I think I said to you on the show on Thursday, it's all live, that I was really concerned about it. It was one of them where... Going back a number of weeks, you see Spurs on the fixture list and you think that could be a problem, you know, because they've got form of going to other big sides. You think about Man City and just frustrating them. Obviously they've done City home and away this season. They've took points off us, albeit when we go there, we've got quite a weakened team, sitting in the middle of the park. So it, it was one where you just thought after so many games, such intensity. I mean, there's a reason that so few teams do the treble. And no one does the quadruple because you have to be at your absolute best pretty much all the time when it gets to this stage of the season. And you're asking a lot of the same lads to keep going and keep going. So it was a fixture that was fraught with danger, I thought. And it plays out that way. I've got no issue, by the way, with how Spurs set up and play. No, no, I've got no issue at all with it because. If they you wouldn't tried, want to, want to know, watch
0: it every week, but no, I've you got to watch it yeah,
3: and that's a separate conversation. That's a conversation for them and their supporters. But they don't play like that every week. No, and, and well, I mean, and they, they couldn't if they were you know up against a, a smaller team. But you've seen them get picked off sometimes by a Brighton, for instance, where well, the,
0: yeah, they've had where the onus has Brighton, been on them. Brighton and Brentford re- recently they don't score and they don't actually create a good chance. So they, I think they have got elements where they are set up to, not to do purely that, but to do more of that every week. And that's something they're gonna to have to address if they're gonna to want to get 80 points. Well, people were using that and saying well, you know, I've watched them get picked off by Brighton, but they were never gonna come and play. Like that against stores, and you know,
3: I've got no issue with it because when I watch them go to City. I had no issue with it then. I was absolutely fine with them having 28% possession that night because it served the purpose. So what I don't necessarily like is some of the stuff that you see play out in the second half. And I think there's players now who are, and you've got to be careful with some of this, but there's players who are using the head injury thing, I think, as a way to go down and waste a bit of yep. time. And big does it, second half. And as I say, you've got to be careful with this kind of narrative, but it didn't
0: I feel like he was just looking to waste a little bit of time. And that's get where the referee- I think it's get, so I think there's, It probably there's, is that, Neil. I think, there's, I, think all, I think we've got to be careful on the time-wasting thing because I think we, we, we do it just simply as those sides are just trying to run down the clock. I think they're trying to break your momentum, break your 100%. rhythm, and also get themselves and their teammates to breathe. If I go down here, literally, and take up 45 seconds, it's 45 seconds where, for instance, Ben Tanko gets to breathe in and out, because mm. he's never played at an Anfield like this before. And I think this is why I think the idea of, oh, just sort it so it stop the clock. Listen, it might make things different and it might make things better, but I think you'd actually see more breaks in a really weird way because there'd be more players going. Well, you just stop the clock, then, referee. I'm, I'm, yeah. You can just stop the clock here because my teammate's are getting a breather. They're going cold. They feel like they're up, so we'll just we'll just kill time out of the game and not just to waste the time, but to get a breather. And I think that's what I thought. I was saying over and over because Spurs players in the breaks, they were like, the "Hands on the knees. Yeah. This is hard," and all that.
1: I, I really take your point there, though. And I think there's, um, I think it's naughty taking the, um Taking privilege of that rule because it's been brought in for player protection, and what what they're doing there is putting pressure on ref- of The referee categorically has to go and check if the player's got a head mm-hmm. injury or not. However, I think if you if you're taking advantage of that, something that's been brought in, you know, there's there's charities about heading footballs or whatever. There's all sorts of player protection stuff that should have been improved and is improving. But I think if you use that for sport game, I think it's naughty.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't disagree, but I think overall, Neil, you know, back to the point that everyone's made so far, I think Liverpool can look at themselves and think, you no, know, did we do enough? And I think the answer to that is no, you know, there's some, there's some poor choices. I actually think we start the game pretty well. I think as a crowd, we start the pretty well. well. Yeah. You know, everyone's up for it. The atmosphere is really bouncing and the players, you know, come out with loads and loads of purpose, loads of intensity. But then, you know, back to that. Is it one step? Is it one game too far? And it be quickly it quickly becomes, I should say, a bit of a a bit of a grind. And as I say, our spare set up obviously facilitates some of
0: that. And in the end, you're just thinking, what if? On on the idea of I, I want to come back to one game too far. We'll to come back to it towards the end. For me, Harriet, Liverpool actually, and the manager cited afterwards, and I think he's right too. Liverpool swarmed Tottenham out of possession absolutely brilliantly. Yes, they get one goal from the counter, and they have maybe a couple of other. Forays, one, 1 nil. I hasten to add as well, where they look as though they could hurt us. But Liverpool do a great job, I think, of penning them in. They don't look leggy in that regard. They look switched on. They look sharp. They look like they're doing it right. And that's why, to me, I think it's a really interesting little thing where I don't think it's as simple as you you'd end up with this one sort of one thing. Is it one game too far or is it this or is it that? Because there's massive amounts of dominance from Liverpool. It's just without cutting edge.
2: Yeah and our possession I actually thought we looked really good like you mentioned our press worked really well it didn't look like anyone was particularly tired I thought some of the tackles being were putting in were impressive I didn't and our, our line was still sitting quite high although for some reason the, the sort of offside track we usually play didn't seem to work. I don't think they got any offsides did they yes, stay in behind which feels quite surprising because that seems to happen every week but it was in possession for me that <laughs> was that was more the problem because if you look at Liverpool players and how they play they're really good with close control like they never seem to struggle when they've got players straight on them. They seem to be able to get the ball out. Someone like Tiago, you see it every week. Players are straight on him. He manages to find the space around players. It felt like they, none of them felt like they had time on the ball and because they didn't feel like they had time on the ball, they were just passing it, you know, trying to just cross it in, trying to fling it into the box. It just wasn't working. I mean, the, the crosses, I think it was, four, yeah, 47 crosses, 21 by Tren and only six found a teammate. I mean, that's just a problem, isn't it? And especially when you've got players of their stature in the box who are just heading everything away and blocking everything away But. Like you said, I didn't necessarily think it was us out of possession that was the problem. It was when we had possession and we were panicking and we didn't know what to do with the ball. We were we were trying different sort of combinations, but not managing to find a way through. And, and, and a lot of that started from midfield for me.
0: The wider picture, I thought the crowd was great mm-hmm. at the final whistle. Paul, I think it would have been easy for it to feel like people were were, were slumped going out of Anfield. That really wasn't the demeanour, I thought, of the crowds. I, th- I, th- I think you can... I actually think you can understate the importance of this. The crowd was first and foremost, we'd watch them all put a massive shift in and not really drop their intensity level, That there were questions about decision making, as we've already alluded to. But I think also there was a real sense of you're know, being absolutely brilliant. Keep going, keep your heads up, and we'll we'll go from there. And I think that, that should hopefully make <coughs> a difference to them as well. It was it was far from an Anfield crowd that was that was disappointed in them. Disappointed with the result, yes, but not disappointed in them, and, and and I thought that was just great to see, in a sense.
1: Yeah, well, listen, I think was it the Brentford game at home where Klopp comes to the end and sort of gives it the big, and it was like, this isn't over, you know, we we need you to stay with us, and I think, I think that has to be reciprocal at, at, at some stage, and I think I sort of felt like it was, you know, where, you know, the result hurt at the weekend, of course, it did probably hurt everyone in, in that ground in equal measure, but the the attitude is well, we, fight, we fight until the end and we'll, we'll see what happens and you know without sounding Kevin Keegan they, they've got to go to Villa they've got to go to Wolves they've got to go to West Ham mm-hmm. I I think we're now in a, uh, we've got to treat this like we're in a shootout for goal difference and that, that's the way I've, that's the only way I've been um, approaching this all weekend really is that if, if someone can beat them then we've just got to You've just got to outscore them that's why that 5-0 yesterday was so disappointing for me as it gave them a real head start in that what is a straight shootout you know so that that's the best we can hope for at this point. I don't see City getting beat twice, but they might get beat once. They
2: still got to drop points, haven't they? They still had to drop points before. Now they've just got to mess up a little bit more. But how can you, at the end of that game yesterday, feel disappointed? Like I just, I feel like there's no point in this season, especially since the turn of the year, that you can genuinely look at that team and that manager and say, right, I'm, I'm disappointed. Like you just right. can't, can you? Especially with everything we've got coming up. I think we'll, we'll all be at Wembley on Saturday, not thinking about that, will we? So the, I think the other,
1: the other thing is as well. There's a reason that this quadruple doesn't get done. Exactly, it's so exhausting you know it, it's I, I was texting you last night it's, it's exhausting for, for us as, as a fan base <laughs> so imagine how the players feel it's, it's unbelievable in terms of it's just relentless games and then you get you, I'm getting to games and I'm going what's oh it oh. I've got to get myself up to it, I feel like I need recovery days, you know, a <laughs> uh, little ice bath or something, but um, no, I, I think we've, we've got to stay with them when we sort of got to hope for the best. Stranger things have happened.
0: Well, the other part of this as well is this is why in the end, Ian, and I think all the way through, we can talk about them frustrating us, there is another issue which is they just carry a threat. You can't be complacent about the threat that they carry on the counter. You've got to plan for it. It's not like playing Watford where you can go, I saw it then, you know what I mean? If they manage to get the ball up the other end, we'll just smother them one way or the other. They do carry a threat, and one point is well better than zero. Zero would have put us in a position where we'd be looking for two things to go our way between now and the end of the campaign. One means that we are still looking for one slip, only the one.
3: Yeah, and I think on their threat, again, you know, back to the point I made before, You know, it was a game that Worry me because of the threat. Because you've got quality players at the top end of the pitch, where if you do push on, you know they can they can punish you. And I think in Kane and Son and, and Kuliszewski as well, to be fair, who's coming and been a great addition. They've got three players there who can cause a lot of damage if you give them the space. And I think Liverpool will look at the goal They conceded. You know, there's, there's a number of players there who, who probably shouldn't come. They're all be out better. of position as well, were not they? Um, you, you know, in the corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it starts in McNazi head, and then you've got Trent out. And it, it doesn't get back in quick enough and stuff. So, yeah, there's lots of things you could unpick there. But again, you know, physical fatigue, mental fatigue can all, can all be a factor at this stage of the season. In terms of. Now where we are right now i can't believe there's people you know chucking this in thinking it's it's done and dusted it's not done and dusted i mean don't get me wrong liverpool now are clearly second favorites for it and city are massive favorites for it but i made the mistake in december january writing these lads off and saying it was done and it wasn't done and they, they made the, a the show me by coming back and i putting on an unbelievable sequence of results that's seen that i've seen them what only drop points against chelsea city and now spurs that's one hell of a run. To be doing that across all competitions, by the way, and let's not pretend that like City haven't faltered. They've just, they haven't faltered in the league, but they've faltered in the FA Cup. They made significant changes that day. It weakened them. We punished them to go out against Madrid. This is really hard to do, what Liverpool have done. And I think I think there's still an opportunity. And Paul's right, you know, that You know, I had a shook hands yesterday at 1-0 when City go ahead and just thought, right, let's just get, get out Newcastle at 1-0 because that could be the, the big thing, you know, the goal, different stuff. Because I think... Now, if we were sitting here right now and we had their fixtures, we were going to Molyneux at quarter past eight on Wednesday nights. I'd be thinking, fucking hell, it's not ideal, that. Huh? And I know Wolves have dropped off a little bit and people were saying, Man, maybe they're on the beach, but then they come back in the ninety seventh minute against Chelsea at the weekend. So if a team are on the beach, they probably don't get that result because they're not arsed. So maybe there's something where... They want to put on a bit of a show for their own supporters, both them and West Ham. West Ham needs something. I said it the the day Neil, never ever underestimate a team's will and desire
0: to spoil a party and just be, to become a headline. Well, West, so, West, Ham needs, West Ham needs something, you know, they've got United up there, they want to play European football next season, they've just had a great time. West Ham needs something, I yeah. think. West Ham can be a
3: place where it can be very, very uncomfortable. If you catch them on, on their good day, Really tough place to go. The same for Wolves as well. We've had you know, many a, a tough encounter there. Yes, we usually come out on top, but they are really, really tough games. City have had their own problems going there in the past. So their are three fixtures that they've got. And I know we've got Villa away and they've got Villa at home, um, but Villa have won more games away from home than they have won at home but we've got to do our job, we've got to do and take care of our business on Tuesday night. He's exciting, me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's, he's, he's right to be, everyone is right to still be excited. Um, you know, Liverpool, Liverpool have got five remaining games and if they win all five, there's 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 a pretty decent chance they'll end up with four trophies and that's an insane situation that we're still in. You've got to win all five. Um, 4-2-4 made sense when he does it. There's, I think then he's got a bit of a problem as it wears on because while 4-2-4 made sense, I think first and foremost, Harriet Shimakas comes on, loves crossing. It's like he, 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 he
2: That Bob, was the last thing we needed. Yeah, more crossing. Bobby
0: Cross, as <laughs> far as I'm concerned, absolutely loves crossing. Um but the other thing that happens, and it is maybe something to think about, is Jota just as ineffective from the bench, really is. And you end up in a situation where I was with Andy for the match, and I, I I said to <laughs> Andy, I said to And when you got to seventy-eight, I said his problem here is he probably like, quite likes to throw Divock on, but the player he most like to sub is probably Jota. And that's mad because you can't do that. You couldn't, you know, obviously you couldn't, I'm not saying for a second he should have done that, but that's the way in which it goes. When he, when he makes those subs, for me, it makes sense. I'm not for a set. it doesn't work. And that's the point, it makes sense, but it doesn't work.
2: I think the Jota one works for the 4 4 yeah, because I feel like we needed to give them something else to think about. And we needed some someone else in and around the box to to basically, to, to trouble them. It didn't really happen, did it? And Jota didn't really come in and trouble them. I think part of that is a physicality thing. Literally, the stature of the Tottenham defenders and the fact that they were just there in the air, and every single ball getting crossed, they they headed out. But also, I, I would have put I would have put Arigi on. I just I I don't understand why he wasn't. I mean, there was literally. she just took off. I mean, I probably wouldn't have bought Jota on, but then that maybe would have been too so early so you, for to a I think I'd have brought a re to, Riga Riga. to I, I start smart. with. That never happened. Yeah, and I thought that the Naby substitution a bit later on was a bit random. And I understand that he maybe brought him on to try and control the game a think bit Fabinho more. But out. I think, yeah, I think Fabinho could have. Well, yeah, I, I understand everything they tried to do. The, the problem for me is that even when you had that new formation and you had more players driving forward, because of what you mentioned there, the, the fact that Tottenham do have such a threat in behind, we could we never really felt like we could fully push on. And fully commit to pushing on because they had Son like Tottenham came and did what a lot of teams come to Anfield and do. They came and they they put up a low block, but they have far better players than a Watford, for example, to be able to do that and for that to work. Plus, they have Kane sitting there ready to take on the ball if 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 we if they break quickly, Son as well. So. It just it it felt like sort of the perfect storm for Liverpool, where they didn't feel like they could fully commit players forward because of the the attacking threat, but nothing was really working in the attacking area either. It, it
1: was the first game, I, I think we felt the Firmino absence. Yeah, usually uh, he he was the sub. That that was he he was the sub when when you were going to 44. It was never Jota. I think Jota was Jota's you If he gets one chance. I, if you could pick anyone on the whole out of our whole squad, one chance I give it to Jota, but I think he's the best finisher at the club. However, in terms of impacting the game, uh, it was nowhere.
0: On that, I think it's really interesting because I think it's almost for me. I don't think any of Salah, Mane, or Jota when they play up front a number nines, pure number nines. I think Firmino's interesting because I think he can be a pure number nine, he's also a false nine, but I think Mane, Salah and Jota, they're almost a little bit different, like it's hard to categorise them. I agree with you in that, I think if Firmino had been on the bench, I think firstly the manager would have gone to him and secondly I think it would have it been better than Jota was. But I sort of feel as though that it would have been absolutely fine just to have a, lad, have a lad who's just playing number nine. And that's why the Origi thing in the end, you know, it would have been great to get him on for a period of time. And as I say, I completely understand how the manager ends up where he ends up. I can see how he goes through the Choose Your Own Adventure book, open these pages and ends up at this point I'm not criticising it for a second but for me I'd just quite like someone to go and play number nine please for Liverpool
1: well, it's, it, you'd almost had a, a similar game with the Everton game and that was as you know, you know you've know, you got that formation you're trying to you're trying to disturb it well how are you going to do it let's put Divock in and create a bit of madness and, and, he, and he went for Jota and I don't think Jota's madness I think Jota you know if they're, if they're breaking on you Jota can carry the ball away whatever, but Salah can do that, Mane can do that, Diaz can do that. I think you needed something different and I, I felt like Jota was just more of the same. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because Jota
3: is the fourth highest goal scorer in the league. You're literally in the league. So, <laughs> if you're the manager and he's sitting Knicking next for to a you goal. and he scored that many goals this season, I can totally see why he's looked him and gone, I'm throwing you into it. I think the problem it is... I feel like a
1: long time ago mm-hmm. though, since he was that player.
3: Yeah, I th- I th- and, I think, and I think that's fair. Um, I think there is some you know, some reasons for that. He's not been getting as much game time. And I think my issue was that the, I think the penalty box was so crowded. And I think Giotta was almost, but he was very conscious of that. And therefore he was he was outside the box a lot. And I'm thinking, well, you're probably not gonna score there mate in fairness. So that, that, that was <laughs> a problem. But the, the Divok thing for me, like I think Naby Keita's always been really, really good recently, but I didn't see the point in that. And I know your point about Fabinho, and I guess we'll never know whether he was, at the point of just, you know, completely being he shot to bits. And maybe he was, but there wasn't long left. And I'm thinking, by then, all I'm looking for the it's material is like just that keep turning the ball over, keep yeah, facilitating it. So the Divic one, for the last, whatever it was, six, seven, eight minutes, would have made sense for me because all of a sudden you've got you to lose. I probably would have took my eye off, I think. I probably would have took my eye off because you couldn't have got another forward. And I it would have <laughs> been, you know, back to your point, getting a point was massive. And it was worth the roll of the dice, I think, to try and get the win, but not to the extent where you suddenly leave yourself completely wide open. You had to be a bit sensible about it because that point, whilst it felt like a blow walking up the ground, as we just described before, their fixtures aren't... They're not the fixtures you'd handpick for the last three. So that point could be huge. The Diaz goal could be massively significant to Liverpool. So it was important they didn't lose it, but it just felt someone like David, because of all the... As Paul says, the madness he potentially brings and what he's done over previous seasons,
0: I was massively surprised to see him not introduced. Um, you mentioned Diaz, Ian. Uh, excellent again. It's it's terrific how, how, how much he makes things happen. On top of that, that, that's my sort of thing with him. On top of all the sheer quality uh, that he obviously possesses, he's just perpetually involved um, and he's remarkably dynamic. He has a good chance just before as well, but the header as it comes across. Um, he makes four-two-four easier too. You know, he's for me. He's 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 able to to grab games.
3: It's hard to think of another player, and I don't just mean from a Liverpool perspective. That's come into the league and just hit the ground running the way he has. I think he's been absolutely phenomenal. I said it a number of weeks ago. If you're picking, you know, your forward options and your th- and your forward threats, for me, he's the first. He's the first one I'm picking at the minute. And I include, I include everyone in that, you know, include Mohamed Salah, who's had a phenomenal season. I think it's fine to say he's gone off the boil um, a bit in the last few weeks, Um, certainly since the AFCON. There's been flashes, but by no means the kind of standards and the performances that he was putting in before the AFCON. I just think Diaz has been absolutely sensational. There doesn't seem to be anything he can't do, and you know, He can be a physical threat when he needs to be. He can run at defenders, you know, he can beat a man. He's got he's got great pace, so he, he offers you something slightly different. Um, I know others have got pace, but I think he's got, he's a level above, I think, in terms of his, his acceleration. I just think he's been one hell of an addition. Um, such an exciting footballer. I think you know, if Liverpool end up with with multiple trophies, I think you can look back at that sign and say, right, he ignited an awful lot of that. He just kicked us on another level. He gave us another option when you need it. And you can't have, you know, you can't have enough quality options in that final third. I think he's been absolutely superb.
2: He was the only one that was really running at them as well, wasn't he? Like when you when you go away and you reflect on that and you look at the, the forwards, he was the only one I felt ever really caused a problem because he actually wanted to, to go free. He actually felt like he had a bit more room to do that. And and the rest of them, not, you know, not doing them down, it just felt like they never really had a, had a proper go or they never had the room to, have a proper go or they never wanted to try and have a proper go it, it felt like the rest of the forward line didn't really work except him and he was sort of the shining light in it wasn't he
1: there's so much more to come from him you know yeah that's the bit that i could see in him. But just how th- can
2: you leave him out now that's the thing like how could you leave him on the bench no
0: we're uh, doing all this i don't think he's starting tuesday uh, just as a point but go on
2: Possib- well, possibly
1: possibly well you know we he's 25 and we've got a long time yeah. of them of to look forward to and that, that for me in itself is great but i think i think you're gonna see more goals come from them and we'll start to see some goals but I think we're going to see potential bucketfuls of goals from them in the future the the Ian sort of noted all the exciting things he does the boring thing he does is he's so smart he's so safe with it sometimes mm. which is not typical of a player in that position
0: no. it really isn't you, you, I think it actually makes him hard to defend as well because you might just go there do you know what I mean you, you, you if you want to show him there you could just go there and if Liverpool have got another really good player now you've you've opened up space for that
1: there's, there's players who play that position who all they you know is right I'm going to run a fullback I'm going to do that I'm going to do that they're like, like a, you know, a dog with a toy or something they're just going to do the same thing rinse and repeat Whereas, OK, I might, I might I might run at you, Mr. Fullback, or I'm just going to take the simple option and I'm going to play it to, to Thiago and move, or just lay it off. He's he's so smart with it for a lad who's also not been here that long. He's He looks like he's played 300 games for Liverpool. He looks like he's been here as long as Mane and Salah, which is, you know, a testament to him. However, in terms of who you're starting first, yes, him, a million miles him. others I think in current form it's him Mane and honestly I don't care who else I think I think Salah's form at the moment is bordering on shocking
0: um do you? Why? Because I think I think Salah's the most patrolled footballer in the league. So they've got three around him at all times. And I'm not saying I don't think he's doing. He's handling it absolutely brilliantly. But if you start not picking Salah, all you're going to do is say to the opposition, "You can just relax on that side." Well, I
1: don't think so. Um, well, I, I don't think you can relax on that side because I think the other footballers are are very very good as well. I, I I've got I've got to a point where I've, everything I've just said about Diaz and about being smart, I think Mo stopped doing recently and he's trying to force it and I've said this a number of times on the Elfield yeah. Raptor he's a player that lives in his head so much he strives for perfection and that makes him the unbelievable football he is has been and will continue to be However, when he gets so much inside his head, he makes stupid decisions, and I think that's where we're at with him.
0: So I think the force in a thing, so I think that's something that's quite different, in that I take your point on running the people, but I think Salah was running the people, there's a couple of times he gets past a couple, and he's sort of gliding in, and then what you want him to do is pop it, and then see if you get it back, or let them go somewhere else, and there was a couple of times where I was frustrated with what I feel, are ah, and I'm sure if Mo Salah sat, he'd laugh in me face, because for Mo Salah and Mo Salah's head, these aren't speculative offer- efforts, yeah. but with his current form, they become speculative efforts, and what I, I think if you've managed to get yourself that, so where I was and why I'm not. I think Salah plays quite well, differently to you. But I think he then blunts himself, which I think is where we agree. Mm. I think there's a couple of times when he works himself the space, and I'm like, you've done well there, because right in front of where we were at the cop second half, and he gets himself the space. And I think fuck he's got himself the space. He's surrounded by three. He's come out with the ball. What's he gonna do? Oh, he's done the fucking stupid thing. Look, and, that, and that was that was what it's was the decision
2: making isn't it less than the actual his actual play. But I feel like that was a problem for the whole team yesterday. The decision making was off. Like there was mm. especially in the last ten when all you want to do is keep the ball in play and the decision making. Was awful, and then it gives the Tottenham goalkeeper five more we minutes loved to waste time. Exactly, love giving them a goalkeeper. Exactly goal it was Salah's decision making that final ball that just wasn't wasn't there. Yes, they actually do take your point. He was trying to trying to find a bit of space and run at them, but well, then the ball the ended up tr-
1: trying's fine. End product is what the business of well, what yeah. he's in, you know, and and that's the thing we've always been able to count upon him for. He, he doesn't help himself in his, his his image sometimes where, you know, he's always been a, a more selfish player than the others and I've never had any issue with it. But when you're not informed, just do but, the sensible thing. But
0: what I think, just on that, I think there's loads of loads of evidence, even in very recent games when the other bits haven't been working for him of, of, the way he passed the ball so for instance the opening goal against Everton comes from him getting his yeah. head up seeing it and hitting it and I think he just got into this sort of vein of but I think it was as much because of what the rest of the team was doing as well that's why before the when I said that thing about the start of the second half it's Trent and it's Thiago if that had been Mane or Diaz or Salah I'd go well they're forwards they're going to have, a, have shots my point was the whole Liverpool team was doing what Salah was doing yeah. and then Salah starts to do it even more and then I was just like Jesus can we all stop this please yeah. because it's by picking the pass and that's what Salah at his very best, is incredible. I think he's he's the best weight of pass on our team. I think his through balls, his crosses, the way he weights them is absolutely incredible. He creates so much with that. And it just felt, Ian, like he just sort of decided that was just never quite going to be on. And I was frustrated by that. Maybe maybe it wasn't on, or maybe, you know, it is the right thing occasionally to have a go. I'm not saying that's not the case, but for me over and over, and that's why I would, I'd keep picking him, and I actually, I'll say it again, I think he's playing really well until he gets around the penalty area. And then I'm beginning to be a bit like, you've just got to be better here because we need you to be better because you're the best one at this bit.
3: Yeah, I think it's difficult when you are going into Tuesday's game. And I think, you know, you still want to go as strong as you possibly can, but you're going to have to, I suppose, understand that one or two might need a bit of a breather. And it's not necessarily a case of protecting them before the FA Cup final because for me, Tuesday is just it's such an important game because you've got to put the pressure back on them. Yep. But you might just need to look at where lads are in terms of that red zone and stuff. I actually think Salah starts okay against Spurs, but you know your point about him being patrolled is, is absolutely right. I do think there's something in his decision making and don't get me wrong, Salah is, is an elite level footballer. I think the point about Luis Diaz, that poor mix, I have been so impressed by his decision making because I think that does sometimes just separate, you know, really, really good players to like, you know, the, the world's best or what may end up becoming the world's best because they know when to give, they know when to go. And Salah absolutely is that player, and you know, he is a world-class footballer, no doubt about it. He has been for a number of years. Um, but I do think he's in, a, he's in a tricky patch at the minute. And I think maybe he is trying to force it a little bit and almost think that the onus is on him. And because he is the standout player, and he has been for so long. You can understand why you might think that, but I think sometimes you have got to play percentages. And he's just trying to do that
0: little bit this too is, much. He's another, but on that, he's another reason I had a brother Iguain. In that you've seen repeatedly, Wolves away is a really good example. He links up well with Iguain, and Origi creates some space for him in that sort of batter and ramish way. Where Origi will just go and pr- he'll go and occupy that centre back who wants mm-hmm. to come out and play that side against him. I thought it was interesting that they make the change. I think As Salvador is beginning to get in. They do Cessarion. To pull Davies mm-hmm. to that side because Sessignon's been booked and Salah's beginning to get it it's a great it, it, change from
1: that I, can't tell you that it, I it, felt. It, it,
0: really, really good change. Took the pressure of the yellow card off. Gave Sanchez there who can run as well. But that's where I was back thinking. That's why I'd love to have had Origi mm. to just go and occupy those little bits. Say to Salah, I'm just a wall pass for you, mate. Yeah. You hit me, I'll put it back to you. And we'll just do that a few times. And these won't be able to cope. You saw it in the derby where it worked exactly like
3: that, where Origi was very much that. Just give it to me. I'll hold it. Give it to your back. You can put a ball in the box. I also thought the setup in terms, of where Trent positioned himself, certainly second half, it was doing us no favours at all. And I I think Trent had a really, really poor game uh, in the main, but actually there was times where you're thinking. You could go outside, you know. You're playing in that little space there, but it's just so congested. It's not really working for anyone. And I think Liverpool, looking back, reflecting on the game, they'll look at some of that and think we could have done a little bit more, we could have stretched them a little bit more, we could have tried to get around the back a little bit more and just change the angle of the cross a little Henderson bit. Henderson kept going there, no one was using them, and it was yeah. quite frustrating. Yeah. So I think that was, you know, that's something that we we'll would maybe have to look at a little bit. But you know, you keep going back to Decision-making, decision-making, decision-making. It just wasn't quite right.
2: Yeah, it was just a stretching the pitching for me. I was going to say, Henderson did keep going out wide and was literally screaming at points for, for the ball and no one was using him. And, and that was that was annoying because it felt like playing through the middle just wasn't really working. I didn't really understand Henderson. He did come off, didn't he? Yeah. I didn't really understand that because I didn't think he was the one I would have taken off.
0: Who would you have taken off?
2: Fabinho probably a bit mm-hmm. earlier and put Henderson into the six because just purely because Fabinho looked a bit like you needed a rest, to be honest. And then you're looking ahead to Tuesday, aren't you? And, and what we're going to do. But I actually felt today, yesterday's game, when was it? It wasn't even yesterday, was Saturday. it? You this keep saying yesterday, but it's fine. People do are I? Fine. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. Saturday's game. <laughs> it felt like a good warm up for next Saturday because it, it just feels like Chelsea are going to have a similar setup, aren't they? With a similar calibre Well, yeah, but they're not quite, they're not quite the they're same as cool. level as yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. So it, it feels like we're going to have to find a solution for this before, well, before Tuesday and then before Saturday again.
0: Um, just quick on the fullbacks. Uh, Ian, there mentioned that Trent Alexander Arnold doesn't play uh, well. I think he. I think it's one of his one of his poorer games of the season. He was very frustrated at the final whistle as well, which I thought was interesting. Like he, he knew. Like we're not, I'm not saying anything here that Trent Alexander Arnold himself doesn't know when yeah. he walks off walks off that pitch and goes down into the dressing room. He does Robertson for Bobby Cross uh, in there um, earlier in the half. Um, we ask a lot of them is the one thing I would say and we ask a lot of them to to be doing it all the time. if there was anyone, and I don't, I, I genuinely don't feel as though it was one too many. Genuinely, I know I know why some people do. I genuinely don't feel like it was one too many for most of those players. The player, the players who I think it might be one too many for the two fullbacks. I think they maybe had a bit of an air of one too many. I felt everyone else things weren't going perfectly, but they were doing so much of the other stuff right in terms of where they were winning it back, what mm. the what the next phase was. It did, you know, do I you mean physically, f- physically and mentally to a degree. I think that the lack of creativity might be a bit of a mental thing that the, the, the decision making might be just a little bit of being worn down, but. You know, City have just won five 0 against Newcastle. They crawled off the pitch against us at the Etihad. They crawled off the pitch at Wembley. He made those changes, and they were shot in Madrid. They really were. Whenever I see City, a they look, they our look result gives them
3: dumb. our result gives them a bounce. Oh, you know? the yeah. you know, if they go into that Newcastle yeah. game, and we've just fucking pumped spares all over the show, Pep's and they, yeah, you know, uh, the, the minute. Liverpool draw, you can imagine City's dressing room or wherever they are, but that that's night. A group. they're they're all they're all bouncing, aren't they going into that game so
1: Yeah, all, all that all that weight from that game was taken away yeah. by by the Liverpool result. That was that was one of the biggest sadnesses because I think if you'd have won that then you are nervous, mm-hmm. aren't you, going into it?
0: But the fullbacks do look to, uh, to me, the yeah. fullbacks are the ones who look. If there's anyone who looks as though they're just I mean, finding find a bit of a drag at them they, I mean, it's the have, fullbacks.
1: Yeah, they, they have been managed. I mean, you have seen Joe Gomez in a couple of yeah. games recently, and you have seen Simmercast. Trent doesn't play Newcastle. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, but the, the the whole way to the whole season on them and they do cover the most ground as well, don't they? So does mm. that Trent? Trent wasn't great. Um, I don't. As you said, I don't think you needed to tell him that in his performance, he, he, he suffered. Rob Robertson uh, and then what do you call him? Bobby Cross. Uh, well, I I am a fan of Simbicus. Um, I think out of he's I think got loads of you... them. Well, he yeah, has got loads of them, but I actually think he has. I think if you ask people outside Liverpool who who the best crosser of the ball is at the club, I think they would tell you it's Trent, but well, I actually think it might well be him. Um, Simakas, I think he's he puts in, certainly corners, puts the best corner in, and I think he's a, a fantastic crosser of a ball. Um, however, I just think that plays into Tottenham's hands.
2: I don't think you see either fullbacks tomorrow. I think they both, well, Robertson and Trent both get a rest.
1: Do you? I don't yeah. like the two, I don't like the rest
3: the two four backs. I think you'll do one I, on one. I, I think you do one on one. He's done it before and it's not it's not it's not work. So I think that might be in his head a little bit. You no, know, Trent does get the rest against Newcastle. Let's not you know, he, he can get carried away a little bit sometimes. Players can just have bad games as well. Yep. It, it isn't yeah. always related to physical or mental fatigue. So I think it's important to say that. He might have just had one of them where it's yeah. it's a poor performance. So I'd be and I don't want to jump ahead too much here, but I'd be Not probably too. resting Robertson against Villa. I'd probably play Trends. I think you still think need the one
1: or because you know, Robertson got took off. I think you're going to see Gomez tomorrow, and I think you'll see Simacast at Southampton, and I think they both play at the weekend. That, possibly,
3: possibly. I mean, the Henderson thing again. Maybe it was maybe there was some something pre-planned there where he thought well I'm going to have to use Henderson against Villa and he may be thinking about giving Fabinho a rest at some point because he's played a lot of games I don't really think he's one who's he's missed out that often recently he seems to have played and played Fabinho so maybe he's thinking about Henderson in the 6 against Villa I don't know Henderson um, starts
0: in the 6 against Newcastle guess.
3: actually yeah he does yeah to be fair and I think actually Henderson against certain opposition is absolutely fine in the 6 by the way so maybe that's something he's thinking about for Villa
1: I know, I know where we sit now we don't even want to think about it but there is the potential for a dead rubber fixture as well and that's the manager will have that in his mind i'm sure that one of these games maybe wolves might not matter so that's an opportunity to rest players ahead of what is the big game however he can't count on that and i really 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 don't want him to can't be able do to count that yeah can he no he can't do that yeah
0: um the other thing is in amongst all of his thoughts plans uh is chelsea might might there's a strong argument chelsea goes 120 that's just the reality of where we live but he's got five subs in the FA Cup final but there is a strong chance Chelsea goes 120 Harriet. and that's why it it wouldn't surprise me for instance if Possibly even both fullback start against um, against Villa, but then one of them gets took off, and then one of them actually is, is, is that one of them doesn't start the final, the FA Cup final. You know, possibly Robertson doesn't start the FA Cup final. Shimmercast does off the base of the manager thinking, well, I'm going to bring him on on 16. He's going to do me the second hour, and not the first hour. I think that like this is what the manager now needs to begin to factor in, and that's that's worth bearing in mind when you're talking about any of his decisions, including the subs. Like this is all such fine margin stuff at this point as to what he's going to do.
2: I think the manager will be planning to have both fullback. On the pitch for the FA Cup final, at least from the start, because I just think that he knows he knows that he's going to want his best starting eleven. I think he does look to rest one, if not two, tomorrow night. I don't necessarily think Trent looked tired at the weekend. That's the, that's the sort of problem. I think maybe it was just the quality of his his performance and his crosses that just weren't weren't good. I don't necessarily think he looked like he needed a rest. So. I don't know. I think the fact that he brings Simakas on suggests just to me that you might, you might be seeing him from the start tomorrow, but I think both of them for the, for the cup final. There's no, there's no way for me that Simakass is starting at Wembley. I
3: was, I was happy with the team against Spurs. I think I pretty much said that's what I'd pick when we did tall Live, but I'd have played Matip. I'm surprised he didn't go with Matip against Tottenham just because I think sometimes you've got a centre half who's really, really comfortable. Bringing it out, it can just open a little bit more space. You're all, all of a sudden drawing someone towards you. Yeah, there's a bit more of a, a bit more room and stuff. So I'm surprised he didn't go with Massive. Obviously, it leads you down the path. I think and he'll play him against Villa. Um, but I thought that's one way. Maybe the, I wouldn't say he got it wrong because I think canati has been really, really good this season in the main. You know, you could have a little look at the, the goal and stuff and to misplace misplaced header maybe. But I think the massive one was maybe one I would have done against Spurs and then maybe play Canati against Villa.
0: I'm going to ask you a series of questions and it will get as close to a predicted team as a group. Do you think Milner might start against Villa? No. I don't think so. I think he will. Okay. Uh, do you think he might go 4-2-4 from the outset against Villa? No. 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 Okay. Uh, do you think that Diaz will start against Villa? No. Uh,
2: that's a
1: tough <laughs> one. Uh, oh, I, I, I think Diaz starts and Salah doesn't.
3: I'd start Diaz. But do you think he will?
0: I think he will, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I think he has to, Neil. He's the, he's the most
0: informed. I think it would be... Be, I think it'd be wrong not to start Diaz. Uh, Firmino comes in from nowhere, uh, given the fact that he's been back in training. Or do you think he comes in from the bench?
1: Yes, that's why I think he's not on the bench at the weekends. I think he starts.
2: I don't think he will start I think he'll, he'll come in from the bench.
3: I think it's a tough one to answer, isn't it? Because you don't know where he is in terms of being able to start the match. But I
0: suspect it might be from the bench. We all agree that Kate's starting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which two of? And you've 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 ruled I've, apart from Harry. A wild card on that one. I Go think on.
1: Jones might start. Okay.
0: Have you got a wild card? Have not got a wild card? I
2: yeah. think Henderson starts and then and then you haven't seen Milner. Jones
1: for a while and he likes to keep them going. And I think that's where my Jones thoughts
0: come across Yeah, I wouldn't
3: I wouldn't massively disagree with that. I mean, he'll have an eye on, you know, where Tiago is fitness wise. I think you've always got to be conscious that he is someone who less so recently can pick up the odd knock. And I think they'll be they'll be careful with him. Um, you know, Fabinho, not too <laughs> dissimilar to that. Um I'd like to think he can get two out of the three. Of Fabinho, Thiago, and Henderson on the pitch, but I do take Paul's point. I would be surprised if Jones started.
0: Um, Do you think that uh, Jota starts? Yeah, I think he will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Then I think you group team uh, broadly (laughs) speaking. Um, We
2: did very disagree though.
0: Yeah, I think you did all right. I think you grouped. Do you think Salah starts? he doesn't think Salah starts. Do you think Salah starts?
1: (sighs) I I think think, I think Jota's right of Firmino and Diaz. I don't like him right either. I think you'll see Mane Mane and Salah on the bench.
3: Mani starting. There's a chance he could he could let Salah have a rest for this one, and he it, it, and you know then he's got a decision about who he puts on the right hand side. I don't particularly like Jota there to be honest. I mean, Mani could go there. He's done it. He's done it before. 4 has doesn't done it really really well. Um, be a difficult conversation, I think, to leave Salah out because I think he just wants to play all the time, but I think you know you can see some sense in it given the recent performances. He does
1: get a rest at Newcastle, Salah, doesn't he? But I think that's that's the only yeah. the only the only thing where I think oh was that his rest and that was it for the rest of the season and you
2: can as he Who in starts instance, against Newcastle up front?
0: It's uh Diaz Wright.
2: Um Chota. J-
0: Jotter. Jotter and Manny Manny, Manny. yeah yeah okay uh, this is why you don't pick teams by committee but broadly speaking uh, well, there's, there's expectations around Henderson and Keita in the midfield too I think everyone thinks Matt will start centred off next to Van Dijk you've got Alisson in there as well uh, Jota to start uh, seems to have come through one of Milner or Jones to be an unlikely addition into the heart of that midfield from a Liverpool point of view the room wants Diaz to start and we'll go from there and then maybe Sadio Mane as well it might be quite similar to Newcastle uh, actually where you have ended up if you've ended up anywhere is quite similar to
1: Newcastle that's, 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 that's 100% what I'm with, thinking
0: with the, with, yeah and with the full back chatter as well,
3: uh, they, they've the got press. to get the balance right, though, haven't they? I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a, you've got to maybe rest one or two, but at the same time, you've got to take care of business on Tuesday because what you can't well, have happen do you know is, is, is not win to, yeah. that game and then all of a sudden City drop points the following night. Honestly,
1: what I think he won for Villa is what he didn't really have at the weekend was a huge impact from the bench. It's the first game when I didn't think he had a, a stick of dynamite on the bench, and I think that was missing.
0: Okay, uh, excellent th- stuff as well. Uh, but also, uh, Paul's also said earlier on, he's got absolutely battered them because of difference differences, a thing, so it's difficult for to be Liverpool manager right now. Thank you very much to Harriet Pryor, to Paul Senior, to me and Ryan, Andy Heaton for producing. It has been the Anfield wrap this week. Um, expect the unexpected, is what I would say for the next two.